Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. My name's Dan O'Rourke, and I'm in studio today talking music with two of my friends. Eric Myatt, great to have you back in studio, buddy. See you again, Dan. And it's good to see you as well, Father James. How are you today? Good to be seen. So look, I know that both of you guys are passionate about music. I know that, you know, you're both musicians. Uh, you're both gifted in that area of, of, of music in a way that I am not. And I also recognize that you have some really strong thoughts and opinions on this topic. The question I've got for us is, is it time to change music? Oh, that's a big one. It's always time to change music. I mean, Scripture itself says, sing a new song to the Lord. I mean, so I think music is a, is a living thing. Uh, it's And so there should always be new songs, but... The same thing, same time. There's all there's, we've we, we've got a great treasury, musical treasury from our tradition. So as, as Jesus said, the wise steward brings from the storehouse a blend of what is old and what is new. Uh, we can't just camp out in the old. We've got to create new music, sing a new song to the Lord. But at the same time, we've got to avoid the sense that the only music that's any good is the is 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 only the new stuff. Yeah, having music as a as a vehicle to worship i mean it's just such a beautiful dynamic that happens in inside the liturgy but but also outside when when we don't just um sing the words though that's important uh and many people unfortunately don't don't uh, don't even sing, get that far don't get that, <laughs> but, but not just to sing them but but to pray them yeah. um because mm-hmm. the the words change us like when we enter into worship it's not for for God's sake. It's it's for ours. Um, so so when we have a time to to not just sing them but but pray them, it it uh, changes us how we view God um, and how we view others and and the church. So let me let me ask you both a question. Uh, you know, I, I grew up uh, in, in the Catholic tradition, cradle Catholic. I've been to lots of different churches throughout my life, and I think both of you have uh, have had very uh, important roles <laughs> inside of churches. But one of my experiences, and maybe this will track for you guys, is that I've been to lots of churches where Nobody was singing, that that you know, and and so I can only imagine what what might be going through the priest's mind. Should they be concerned? Is that a worry? Uh, you know, if it's only the choir that's that's busting out the tunes, whether it's the whether it's contemporary or traditional or whatever style it is, should should uh, should should leadership? Yeah, it's always something care? that's that's driven me crazy. I remember my very first mass in my very first parish and walking in, and I think I was the only person singing. Everyone was giving me funny looks, and I'm the priest. <laughs> uh, so it, it drives me crazy because the Lord puts a, a, a new song in our hearts. I mean, sing to the Lord, sing for joy. Uh, the scripture tells us, you know, sing psalms, hymns, and inspired songs to God. We're, we're told in the scriptures to sing our praises, to shout, to sing, and yet lips are silent. Hearts perhaps are silent. They're, they're mm. not, they're, they don't move. And I think there's, there are multiple reasons for this. But I think the, the, the fundamental reason is, is the most common reason, I think, is the, is the lack of evangelization in our church. I mean, we, we know that, that a lot of people are not, they're, they're being called to worship and they're not evangelized. So it's like, come and express your love for someone you only know about and don't know personally and haven't fallen in love with. Yeah, well, growing up, I, I didn't sing a word at at mass at uh um and it it was that impact on me that when the lord came into my life suddenly i started singing you know because uh, before i guess you could say who am i singing to and after that time i'm singing to a person was that I, old hymn how can i keep from singing exactly now, now that it i've comes out him, how can i keep from singing because when you when you when you fall in love you want to sing that's 
a kind of a human thing. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of uh, we we have a lot of priests, we have a lot of pastors, lay leaders that would be listening in, and and they would be in various parish contexts. Um, I, I suspect there's probably a degree of of of, of um, willingness to settle for for the lack of, of of singing engagement of parishioners. What would you say to to, to priests and never to settle, never settle. The biggest enemy and obstacle to parish renewal is settling is being content is contentedness with the way things are and again it's not about what we want from people it's what we want for people because the joy of of praising god i like what ron huntley says he says you know uses the, the expression praise your face off you know it's 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 an, an incredible experience of prayer saint augustine says that if you sing you, you you pray twice there's there's something that's released in our spirit when we when we sing our praises to god and mm. and I know that Sabina desire that has really shaped my life in ministry is I, my heart breaks when I see people standing there like zombies, not even moving their lips, uh, not even engaging in, in worship at all. It's like, it just, it breaks my heart. It's like, you know, I, people could say, well, you're judging people. Yeah, maybe I am. Uh, but I'm judging their faces, you know, like when your lips are not even moving. I mean, liturgy <laughs> means literally the work of the people. There's a lot of people showing up for work and not doing any work. <laughs> yeah, I would say it has to be um, that, that dynamic. I mean, if you just change the music, I, I would say maybe not much would happen. But I mean, you guys are so good at this divine revelation, encouraging with some of these other, other things, the encounter with Jesus so that people are actually singing to a person they're they're worshiping mm. in the liturgy but also uh, outside the liturgy that 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 cultivation of a culture of worship i mean the foundation is encounter with christ uh, meeting him and giving your life to him so i want to step into one of the greatest controversies inside the catholic church the style of music. Oh, I think I, I, you know, in all the travel that we do at Divine Renovation, I think one of the things I have encountered is being perhaps one of the most hot button, scary topics that you don't go anywhere near. It's it's talking about music styles, which is you know the, the conversation of organ versus kick drum, electric yeah. guitar versus harpsichord. <laughs> Where should we land, uh, Father James? Well, we should land. We should land all over the place. The part. The point is that at one point the pipe organ was considered a contemporary music musical instrument that had no place in the liturgy. And and if you look at the script. It talks about, you know, flutes and pipes and drums and, and it, it, all kinds of instruments. I mean, it's the wrong debate. It's the wrong debate. I think that we, that part of our, our Catholic tradition is, is uh, it, it, a principle is not uniformity. So anyone who I think argues uh, from the principle of uniformity, I think there's big problems with that. And so part of our model with, with regard to music, and I, I will say that in the divine renovation model, our approach to the Eucharist, the primary place where we worship God, there's experience of music to worship outside of the Eucharist, of course, but we don't view the Sunday Eucharist as the as the primary place of frontline evangelization. That, that's a starting point. In our model, we use a tool like Alpha or some other evangelistic tool. And so because we say the Eucharist is, is not primarily evangelization, it's worship. It, it can be evangelistic, it should be evangelistic, but its primary purpose is the worship of God. It, it, it can ex, people can experience community and, and such as well. But it's primarily about the worship of God, and it presumes a lot. And so that's where we contextualize the the role of music w- within the liturgy. Um, and yet, I think we've got an obligation to to help people to engage the worship of the of the Eucharist. So we've always said well, celebrated a diversity of music because, in many ways. Musical style 
is speaks to a particular person's spirituality. And spirituality is very much shaped to a person's personality. And I've always had a hesitancy, a strong hesitancy around, and I'll use the word imposing, uh, imposing one style of music upon an entire parish. Now, other people have, have made strategic decisions to do it differently, and in their context, that, that that's fine. But for us, that was always a bit of a struggle. And, and so we had a kind of a conviction that we need to have a, an experience of a contemporary style of music, but I was always a big supporter of the fact that we should also have an experience of a traditional style of music. So at St. Benedict Parish over the years, what we saw develop was probably the most um, intentional contemporary experience of music. And at the same time, if you come to 1115 Mass, the most intentional experience of traditional music, when we did Gregorian chant, Latin Mass parts, Palestrina, sacred polyphony, incense, choral, you know, the full deal with choral music, recognizing that there's different ways to, to worship through music as well. And, and we're not just going to say only the, the new is good or only the old is good. I've, I think I've heard that called tradismatic. It's uh, the traditional and the charismatic uh, elements that you can appreciate and love, like you say, Gregorian and chant. And you know, Chris Tallman's good too. <laughs> the Travis. But we would make sure that we didn't. You know, some folks make a sense that they'll blend them the styles in one liturgy. And maybe it was my training with the Benedictines. I was trained by the Benedictines for for three years. That that I, I just had a sense that no, let's let's let let's have a liturgy as as have an integrity mm-hmm. as a whole with a particular style, and have another liturgy that is a, a different style. In that way, there's an option there for for parishioners to choose, but it's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that that I, if we're going to reach the people of this age, there, there are some young people who uh, have a desire for this, this sense of, of, uh, of beauty and, and, and the transcendence of God. And some young people are attracted to the more traditional st- style of music. But in my experience, the vast majority of young people, the entry point is going to be a style of music that is familiar to them. Um, so I'd say define your mission field, make a decision. You're not going to catch everyone with, 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 with one style. I really believe that. Mm. And if, if you want to make a strategic decision that we'll leave that for other churches, like we're going to commit to this style and other churches can catch the other fish, then that's fine. That's, that's, that's a valuable strategic decision you might want to make. For us, we decided to invest in both styles. Here's something I want to ask you, Eric, because one of the things that Divine Renovation really values in, in terms of helping a parish become missional is, is Alpha. So it's our mm. it's our evangelization tool of choice. There's others that, that we we also work with, but it, it's our it tends to be our preference. Uh, music is an important part of Alpha, and you've had some roles in that. Why don't you share a little bit about? Yeah, that? Father James mentioned uh, the entry point uh, of folks, and and Alpha being the tool at Saint Benedict that we use for that entry point. And we incorporate music into that experience. Um, it's a challenge, and and uh, we've done it in various ways over the years as to you know when you introduce music, what types of music you introduce, um, even some coaching on you know the familiarity with the songs, um, or if you know singing songs that that uh, aren't too personal initially. Like these kind of things are all elements that play into. Um, the introduction. Yeah, you, you're not going in week two get people who don't even believe in God to sing. You know, I surrender my life. I fall on my. <laughs> I love you and, more yeah, than anything else. Exactly. Like, I, you know, that's it's right. Like, let's <laughs> let's maybe thanking God for the wonders of creation is probably a bit 
a bit easier to be there. And it's a tough thing because you're trying to you're trying to ease folks into the experience of uh, worship, and it can actually sometimes feel a bit like a performance. You're up there. Um, and nobody's singing because they're new. They're actually pretty mm. intimidated and uh, awkward that some dude is up singing some because Christian our, song. I think our alpha last year was, um, I think 65% of the guests went on church scores. So it's different if you have an alpha that, you know, almost everyone's a church score. But even if you have some non-church scores, you should yeah. ease off the gas pedal mm. just for the sake of the, the new people. It's an odd, um, uh, can I call it humility almost, that, that you know, in the liturgy, Music is not a performance. When you're leading people in prayer and worship, it's not a performance. At week one of Alpha, it's almost like, okay, it's going to be a little bit performance-y, uh, as, as sort of awkward and counterintuitive as that might feel. But the purpose is to bring them somewhere, to bring them to a place, which, which Alpha does well, especially at the day away, where mm-hmm. they can enter into, as we st- talked about at the beginning, worship, um, uh, singing, and, and praying the words is powerful. It's, mm. it's, a, it's a powerful experience for people, but you got to ease into it and you got to start somewhere. If, if a church decides to, to run Alpha and, and, and doesn't do music, what would, you, what would your advice be to them, Father James? If they don't do music during an Alpha? Yeah. Uh, well, I would really encourage them to, to really not, to not, set, not settle for that, for that option, like, like really, really see it as an integral part of, of, of what you're going to do because you are going to lead people, especially through to the Holy Spirit weekend, into that experience of what worshiping God. But if for some reasons, say for instance, you're doing a morning alpha or a senior's alpha in a small place, then there are, there are music. You can download some, some beautiful uh, hymns of praise on your phone uh, and, and play them. So, you know, so you can, you know, some people have done that before as well. So there are other options if you've got really limited means and you don't have anyone to lead music. Mm. What kind of uh, music styles do we typically do at, at, at our alphas? Like what do we do at St. Benedict Parish? Yeah. So usually it's just uh, one person with a guitar, but it's, it's varied and I've heard different people do uh, different things. Um, it can be simple. Like it can be very simple. Like I said, one, one person, um, and a guitar leading folks in a song. Uh, again, initially, it's it's a really tough thing to get into. I mean, but you can use, you know, humor, a joke uh, to sort of enter into it, help people to kind of like ease ease up a bit, which Alpha does as well, very well. Because um, it's a slow process, I've found. But once folks get into it, yeah. they, they say at the beginning, at the beginning, it was the most awkward part. And now at the end here, yeah. it's my favorite part. You, you want to avoid intensity and, and because it's, it's very interesting how quickly even people who, in a sense, had a conversion a few alphas before can very quickly forget. I remember one alpha we did a couple of years ago at a sushi restaurant in week one and a lot of the guests were non-church goers at all and we had music and some of the team members started moving and clapping and putting their hands <laughs> up and I was like, don't do that. You're yeah, freaking yeah. people out. Like, like, <laughs> like we got to build slowly and, you know, something happens at the weekend away so that you're six or seven weeks in, then there's, there's a real shift. And so that there's mm. a sensitivity there. That's, I think that's part of the, the missionary sensitivity as, as we grow as disciples, we've also got to be aware that we also grow in our missionary sensitivity and intentionality at the same time. Yeah. And it's not inauthentic. It's not us sort of uh, faking, not being into it. It's, with the other in mind, the guest right. who has no church experience, has maybe never even been in a church, has definitely not sing with a bunch of people outside of maybe around a campfire. Yeah. Um, so, so meeting folks in that 
place is not just a sensitivity for the music minister. Mm. It's for the whole team. Like you're saying, right. okay, guys, let's ease into this. Like with the, with the debrief or the, or the briefing before with your team at alpha, for example, um, remember there's brand new people here. You know, mm. think of the person from your work that would never come to anything like this. He's here in a mm. sense tonight. Mm. So let's, let's be sensitive in a way at our tables uh, in the discussion, our small groups, in how we welcome people, but also in how we uh, lead folks in, in music. Such a great point, Eric. Such a great point. Father James, as a, as a successful pastor, uh, a pastor who grew, uh, you know, churches and, and had, had um, used Alpha as, as, as an evangelization tool, help me understand what your vision was for, for people who were experiencing music at Alpha and with the goal of getting them into, into, into full communion with the church. How did you, how did you hope their experience of music at, at the Alpha level would yeah. translate into... So here's the thing. If, if Alpha was a remain fishing tool, Jesus says, uh, I call you to be fishers of men. And also we're called to be not just you know keepers of the aquarium or keepers of the sheep. We're, and that's a real tension in parishes that p- people feel we've got to care for the sheep we've got, but we've also got to be fishing for new people. And you know music, and music done well uh, at an Alpha, if, if Alpha is your, your fishing instrument, then music is an important part of that. Then again... Think about it. People who have, who are typically, you know, part of our culture today. If your fishing tool was okay, we're gonna now we're gonna play the organ and sing Gregorian chant. People are gonna be like, they're never gonna come back. I mean, just like it's, this is totally foreign to them. And so we we have that contemporary music that kind of sounds familiar to 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 what they're used to, but has a different message. And then when people come through Alpha, our goal, of course, you know, is uh, is to evangelization isn't finished until we bring people to the sacraments, to the Eucharist. This, the Jesus who said, go make disciples of all nations, also said, do this in memory of me. And, and, and so how do we bridge that? And so that was why it was important for us to have w- at least one mass that had the same style of music as we had at Alpha. And what we found sometimes is people come through that, and as people go, go more deeply and as they come into the church, as they get, get in contact with the, 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 the beauty and the depth of our tradition, sometimes people will say, well, actually, I, I, I feel actually very attracted to this kind of, this is, mm-hmm. maybe it's a season in my life that, that I feel more inclined to, to pray this way. I know for myself right now, the rare occasion when I have a, a weekend where I'm not somewhere else or doing Mass in another parish or in another place, and I'm free to go and can celebrate at St. Benedict Parish, sometimes it's like, oh, I really want to go to the 9 a.m. I just feel like I want to pray in that way at the 9 a.m. And some weekends... It's like, I want to go to 1115. I, I, I desire in my heart a more contemplative experience of prayer. And I, I think that, again, diversity is a Catholic value. And, and we recognize that there are different moments in people's lives. So, but having that entry point is important. And you, we need to build a bridge from the experience of Alpha to the experience of the liturgy. And that's another reason for having contemporary music. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If we... If those of us in leadership, priests and lay leaders, if we basically plan according simply to, to our own personal preference and impose it on people, that's a problem. I think the driving question is, is a missionary question. What works? What, what is going to allow me to catch the right amount of fish? People might say, well, we use traditional music and, and people are attracted to it. Maybe, I don't know, 10% of people? Well, why would you... Why would you only use something that's going to attract 10, 10% mm. of people. Fishing why, in the small pond. But why wouldn't you, you try to catch as many people as you can? You know? Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, one of the one of the things that, I, in my experience, anyways, is that uh, there's how do I put this delicately without without with, at risk of offending a, a portion of our listeners? Uh, some of the music out there does not meet a quality mark that is quite high enough. Um, what would you say if if a pastor kind of knows in his heart, if a priest knows in his heart, you know what? We're not hitting ten out of ten. Well, you've got you've got to do something. You know, if I, I was think if if I go back, if I was to go back again which I may very well do someday in a, in a parish, you know, because you always have limited resources. Mm. I would actually, if I didn't have any resources, I would actually, there's a whole bunch of things I would just cancel and not invest in. The things that don't produce really any fruit. I'd take those resources and invest them in two things, evangelization and music, mm. uh, to begin to improve the music at, 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 at the liturgy. It's that important. And I think we should be striving for excellence, whether it's a contemporary style or it's a traditional style. It's not that we're going to get there tomorrow, but let's start moving in that direction. Yeah, it's a challenge for sure, because um, to find someone who can lead and lead with excellence is really difficult. I mean, I mean to find the right person, um, there needs to be sort of a, a humility about them. They need to be quite available. There's a lot of work uh, as uh, people who do music at mass can attest to. Um, there needs to be a certain level of talent, you know, for, for folks to, to enter into that. So, so to find the, the right people to invest in, as you're saying, um, it is really critical to making the, the worship around the, the liturgy and through music um, mm. an excellent experience. I, I want to I emphasize something you said there, Father James, because I think people hear you, but I don't know if they take you as seriously as, 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 as reality would, would be. In my experience of you, when it comes to uh, your expectations on, on music ministry at, inside of the parish, your expectations are sky high. And, yeah. and you, 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 I've, seen you, I've seen you meet with some of those people. I've seen some of them tremble in fear when, they're, when they realize they're hitting the wrong <laughs> notes. I mean, well, if, I, if I've ever done, I ask for forgiveness. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's, it's one of my curses too. I sometimes can't hide facial expressions. So if, if someone is off key or hits the wrong, you know, I, I, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a great on me. And uh, I just think we have to put our, we've, it's, we owe it to give it the best we've got and we should constantly strive to be better, strive to improve and, and have a vision for that kind of quality, have a vision to actually immerse people and to teach people uh, because we're, the human spirit is attracted to beauty. Beauty is one of the, the transcendents, you know, that, that, that through beauty we encounter the one who is beauty himself. Um, uh, but we need to teach people to enter into that. That's why mm. at St. Benedict Parish, a number of years ago, we started praise and worship nights where the 9 a.m. band was there and it was a time to not just enter into praise and singing, but there was also instruction and helping people to guide people in how to enter into that worship. And then about a year and a half ago, we actually started doing the same with the 1115 choir. We had a traditional, we called it a Gregorian night, where again, we invited people to come for an experience of prayer. And there was Gregorian chant, there was polyphony, there was, and with, with teaching on how to pray, it's a different kind of, it's like exercising a different muscle. Mm. Like the, the kind of uh, emotive prayer that, that, that touches the affect, it moves the emotions and you move your body, it, it's a way to pray. I mean, we're embodied spirits. And so the body is a key part of praying. And that's one style of music and worship. But the contemplative side is deeply rooted in our tradition where you actually don't move. You shut down, you focus, you, you don't even necessarily sing along. You let the music penetrate 
deeply within you and lead you to a contemplative space, that is a part of our tradition. And my goodness, let's not throw that out. Let's teach people to do both. And please, if for anyone listening out there, can we please embrace that core Catholic value that's called both and? Hmm. This constant bickering about what is more Catholic, what's, you know, there's always been a tension in music between um, enculturation in, in something new and, and celebrating the, the, the past. There's always been a missional component of, of music as well. And so it's always been a both-and thing. Let's, let's celebrate that diversity and teach people to enter into all styles of music. Mm. Yeah, and I like how at the parish we have those uh, avenues to teach people to, to worship even even outside the liturgy, you put it well about uh, the liturgy being the source and summit, the Eucharist, the source and summit of our faith. But if it's the summit of of nothing, how do you and put the source it? of nothing? Yeah, <laughs> if so, the, the Eucharist is the only experience of the Christian life, then it's the source and the summit of nothing. So we have a means by which to to help bolster the uh, the summit on the way up through like the worship mm. nights, through connect groups, uh, etc. Look, it was great to be able to spend some time with you guys today talking about something that is critical and important to every single parish out there because music happens at all of them. And so thank you so much for for being with me today and and talking about... both honestly and directly about something that's important. So, and also thank you for being along with us, both and uh, both and joining us today and perhaps joining us next week for our next podcast. God bless. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, download the Divine Renovation app from the Apple App Store or Google Play to stay connected with all things Divine Renovation. Next week on the podcast. We studied so much. I knew there was something called the Great Commission, but I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't remember a single message on the Great Commission or on evangelism or what I was really supposed to do with it. In my mind, it was just one thing of many of the other Mm -hmm. concepts. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the why.